at the beginning of Transform Your First Years saved me. For example, I initially, in the holidays before school went back, I wrote up some class rules and everything. But then in Transform Your First Years, I realised that, no, I shouldn't be writing them. The kids need to be involved. And Mm. that was something that I changed as a result of Transform Your First Years. Welcome to Rainbow Skies for New Teachers, where we're all about bite-sized tips and simple strategies for bright and busy new teachers. If you're in your first few years of your career and want to make the rollercoaster ride of teaching more fun, streamlined and stress-free, you're in the right place. We're Ashley and Alicia, the dynamic duo from Rainbow Sky Creations, and we're excited to be your teacher mentors on the go. There are rainbows ahead, my friend. And together... We're unstoppable. Let's get into today's episode. Here at Rainbow Sky Creations, we acknowledge the Dharaw people and the Wujak Noongar people, the traditional custodians of the lands on which we record this podcast today, where we live, work and learn. We pay our respects to their past, present and emerging elders of this nation and supports the cultural, spiritual and educational practices of First Nations people. Welcome back to Rainbow Skies for New Teachers. Today's episode is a little bit different to what you're used to listening from us. I am flying solo. Well, not really solo. Just an episode without Alicia today because I have another guest joining us. Maddie is a new teacher. She has been teaching full time for one year and today she's going to share her story with us. We talk all about her ADHD diagnosis at 21, how she found her first year challenging, transformative and rewarding and how Transform Your First Years helped her go from feeling unprepared to prepared. A warm welcome to Maddie. Today, I would like to welcome Maddie, who is a teacher to the podcast. Welcome, Maddie. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I am great. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So we're going to dive straight into these questions because you are only new to teaching. So how long have you been teaching exactly and where in Australia are you located? I'm in Tasmania, which contrary to some beliefs, is part of Australia. <laughs> we are unfortunately not paid actors. This year, 2024, will be my second graduate year teaching, although I did team teach for half of 2022 with an amazing year two class. Last year, I had a bunch of beautiful year one twos, and this year, I'm excited to take on some incredible year one kiddos for their fun field learning journey. Oh, that's exciting. So you had one, two, like a composite class last year, and then you're in a straight year one this year. Yes. That will be that little bit easier, won't it? Yes, I'm very excited for the straight grades. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that grade too. So much learning happens in year one. So tell me, why did you become a teacher? You've only been teaching for two years now. What made you decide to become a teacher? Well, teaching has always been what I wanted to do. But straight after college, I actually went into hairdressing. But growing up, I always had a deep passion for education, which was influenced by the educators in my family. So my nan and my great auntie were both teachers. My mum and auntie worked as teacher assistants and my sister was a childhood educator. So even though teaching was something that I felt strongly about and connected with, I still did end up finding myself going on a different path of hairdressing. My journey into hairdressing was more of a result of the expectations around me, especially mum steering me into that direction. Other people around me not making me believe in myself and my ability to complete university and become a teacher. But it was during my time in hairdressing that I faced some challenges in the workplace, personality clashes. And it made the environment a bit difficult to navigate. So I sort of left and reevaluated my career path. And during my time at school, I was faced with some challenges that made my school years a bit challenging. And it made me into a 
bit of a person that I'm not, so I was subject to a lot of bullying. And I also went through my entire school years with undiagnosed ADHD, which was fun. So I received that diagnosis at 21, and that fueled my desire to become a teacher. So the diagnosis was a turning point for me. It's not only explained some of the difficulties that I had in school, but it ignited my passion to show others and myself that I'm capable, and also that every child deserves a supportive and understanding environment. So I sort of used my experiences to make sure that other children didn't sort of go through the same thing. Being a teacher has changed me incredibly. I began to find myself. I look forward to going to work each day. I'm able to find a piece of motivation to get out of bed in the morning. And obviously, there's still definitely lots of hard times. I can notice all the positives in teaching that outweigh those difficult moments. So yeah, education wasn't just a career choice for me. It was a calling and a way I could continue my Nana's legacy. So my decision to pursue teaching, it's a culmination of my lifelong passion, personal challenges and desire to make a positive impact on the lives of children. It's a journey I believe was meant to be and I'm excited about the opportunity to bring my unique perspective and experiences to the world of education. Wow, that is a powerful <laughs> why. I Honestly, Maddie, I was not expecting that. I'm the sort of person that wanted to be a teacher for all my life too and I also come from a family of teachers so perhaps it is in our DNA to become teachers but I loved the point where you touched on the, the fact that you had difficulties at school and that it is really your purpose to go into the classroom and to support those students and provide them that supportive environment that they really need and I think that you have a great perspective because you have that understanding and empathy for the struggles that some of the students in your care will be going through and even some of the parents I could imagine being diagnosed at 21 years old probably wasn't the easiest road. No, I obviously haven't told a lot of the parents, but a few I have that I connected with even more because their child was also going through the same sort of difficulties. And I think it's a bit different saying, you know, I understand when you don't really, but I think it's pretty cool that I can say I understand because I really do. Like I go through it myself and I get you. So I think that was like, helped me and make those sort of connections and relationships with those children and their families. For sure. It's kind of like your superpower. You can say from your own experience, these are strategies that work for me and they're something that you can actually try instead of it being from someone who just says, look, I've heard or I've read about these strategies. You can say that, that from your actual own experience. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. There's lots of personal information there and I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure that the listeners will as well. So tell me, last year was your first full-time year in the classroom. If you had to describe your teaching in three words or your first year in three words, how would you describe it? It would be challenging, transformative and rewarding. Oh, I love those words. Teaching is such a rewarding job, but it is so challenging. <laughs> That's why we created this podcast and we created our online platform because we know that teaching can be really challenging and we want to be able to support teachers as much as we can. I love those three words and I love that your passion it really shines through for your job. You can tell that it really is a vocation, not just a job. So that is fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you first started, they're challenging, I suppose, is a little bit more of the negative side, but transformative and rewarding are really positive. Was there any particular problems or worries that you had when you first started in your first year and how did you overcome it? I just remember, I'm not sure about other states, but down here, most schools do meet the teacher the year before. So I went to the school, it's only about an hour 
So I went to the schools, it was a new school, and spent that hour with my new class. And I just remember standing in this empty room with like these 23 children and just me. And I was like, I'm terrified. How am I going to look after these 23 children? How am I meant to make sure they enjoy their time at school whilst growing physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially? How am I meant to do that? Like there's one me, 23 of them. Yeah. That was a bit of a panic and a bit confusing for me. (laughs) And then did you still feel like that throughout the year or did that feeling sort of go away as you went on? No, well, my saving grace was my amazing mentor. She believed in me, she reassured me and she praised me on the daily. It was extra nerve-wracking though as my mentor was a part of senior staff and I also had her child in my class. Oh my gosh. I was a little bit hesitant to sort of go up to him and be like, oh, this isn't working in the classroom because I didn't want her to think, oh, my child's in there. Yeah. She was incredible. So I think like support is extremely important in your first years and the mentorship and guidance I received is invaluable and just sort of making those connections with colleagues really made it so much easier for me. Yeah, having a mentor and someone that you can trust is so important. Going back to that teacher having a child in your class, I could see that that would be a massive worry (laughs) and concern. But in saying that too, being a teacher, I know myself, if a teacher that my child was in their class and they were using me as a mentor, that wouldn't bother me because I just know that they need the support. And no teacher out there is perfect. We're always learning. Even after 20 years in the classroom, there's new things and we make mistakes and we get better, we change things up. So I think that she probably would have thought you were doing an amazing job, no matter whether her child was in your class or not. But yeah, that is a little bit more tricky for sure. She obviously knew that I was a first year, so she obviously didn't mind her child having a first year teacher, but she was incredible. And every time we'd sort of have conversations, she'd be like, so is this a colleague? or a parent conversation. So yeah. <laughs> made sure that she differentiated the two. <laughs> yeah, some, I've taught colleagues children before too, and it is good to make sure that you set those boundaries. So if you need to talk to them as a parent, you say to them, okay, I need to talk to you as a parent. Can we meet after school today or what have you? And just kind of set those boundaries. And that other person will appreciate that as well, for sure. The other thing I wanted to say about that is that sometimes we underestimate ourselves as new teachers, the energy and the new ideas that we bring to teaching. So we might say, oh yeah, we're just a first year teacher, but you're coming in with so many new ideas, so much energy. You're ready to start. You're ready to put in the hours. You're ready to work hard. You want to make the connections with the students. And sometimes teachers that have been teaching for many years don't have that same enthusiasm. So that's a definite positive as well. Yeah, I had a teacher next to me. She was teaching for over 30 years and she just sort of kept telling me that she was in awe of me. And that was confusing in the first year because I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just starting, but she was always praising me for my unique ideas and my creativity and things like that. It's pretty cool learning off each other as well. That is really cool. And as colleagues, we are learning off each other. She sounds like another awesome mentor that you had as well. Definitely. Education is changing all the time. So obviously some of the things that she learned are a bit outdated. So it's like... Yeah, that's exactly right. Those teachers that have been teaching for a long time, yes, they might have lots of things under their belt, but education is changing constantly and they are always learning new things too. So you're absolutely right. We can learn from each other. So speaking of mentors, how did you first discover us at Rainbow Sky as online mentors? Well, I'm pretty confident to say that as a beginning teacher, everyone will just surf the internet to find the best resources and (laughs) the best display ideas and have a vision of a Pinterest perfect classroom that we all know doesn't exist. Mm. 
So that's what I was doing when I came across Rainbow Sky. Rainbows are something that I find incredible and everyone around me associates me with rainbows. So I clicked on the website immediately. You know, seeing the word rainbow, I'm like, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, that's really special. (laughs) I really love that. I feel like since we started Rainbow Sky, friends and people I don't even know that well will send me rainbow everything. So they see something on Instagram, a little reel or whatever. It could be about any topic, but it's got a rainbow featured in it and I'm tagged in it. (laughs) I've got rainbows everywhere here too. (laughs) But it's a great, I love the idea of a rainbow because it's that sign of new beginnings. It's bright. It's exciting. So many quotes around it, you know, like be the rainbow in someone else's cloud and after every storm comes a rainbow. Yeah. Like that, I just love using to resonate with those children. Yeah, absolutely. So you're also a member of our membership, Transform Your First Years, which is our online mentorship for new teachers. What made you join the membership? Well, it was a result of my rainbow obsession. Okay. Um, I also have a miniature business that I've incorporated the word rainbow into the name as well. Yes. So I was just Give like... Give your business a shout out. We want to hear it. Rainbow Gift Co. I just make things. Fantastic. <laughs> So, yeah, when I saw Rainbow Sky, I felt the instant connection and I signed up immediately. Plus, like, the price was very affordable and I was like, well, what do I have to lose? And I lost nothing and gained everything. That's amazing. How would you describe yourself before joining Transform Your First Years? As a teacher, how would have you described yourself? Well, in just one word, I would say unprepared because we know that you don't get taught most of the very important things about teaching at uni yeah you get taught the theory sides but not the uh, actual practicality and things like that so I was unprepared yeah we are always saying that Alicia and I (laughs) it's like the things that university didn't teach you like teaching in real life is what we are going to help you with because they do they give you lots of great theory and all of that is important and it does help us with our teaching but when you're standing there with 25 little eyes looking at you, it's a very different case. <laughs> I did my whole study online, so it was isolating. So then when I got to the classroom, I was like, oh, it's people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it can be really daunting. So you felt unprepared. After joining Transform Your First Years and you've been with us for a year now, how would you describe yourself as a teacher now? Well, I'm the opposite of unprepared now. Yeah. <laughs> prepared I'm almost sort of ready for the new school year which for us the kids don't go back until the 8th of February so and I've had my teacher toolkit filled with so many incredible ideas and resources yeah oh that's great so you're feeling much more prepared which is really good because we're recording this mid-January but it'll come out at the end of January and Sometimes new teachers, I find, they spend this whole January getting themselves ready and prepared and organized and all of the things. And then they start the year tired and burnt out because there's so much to do. So I'm glad that prepared is one of the words that you use. That's awesome. Is there something inside Transform Your First Years that you love the most? Like we give just for the listeners, if they don't know, we give out teacher tools each month, resources. We have a whole library of masterclasses and a whole library of checklists. We have live Q&As. Is there something that stands out as one of your favourite parts? Well, I love the resources because I use pretty much whichever ones I was able to in a year one, two class last year. Yeah. But the behaviour management tips something that I also found really rewarding. It was something that I was extra nervous about. How was I meant to manage the behaviour of 23 children? Mm. I was sure that, you know, there was one of me, 23 of them. They were definitely going to gang up on me. (laughs) Uh, 
One of the behaviour management tips I picked up at the beginning of Transform Your First Years saved me. For example, I initially, in the holidays before school went back, I wrote up some class rules and everything. But then in Transform Your First Years, I realised that, no, I shouldn't be writing them. The kids need to be involved. And Mm. that was something that... I changed as a result of Transform Your First Years and the students loved it. They were aware of the expectations. They took pride in creating and following our classroom promise and like they received the most out of their education as I was able to adopt that positive learning environment and then I received 23 lifelong friendships as a result. So. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love it too because you really were approaching it as a classroom community and you, the teacher, is just one member of that classroom community. Sometimes we get so confused and we think, well, we are the leader, we're the head person of that community. And sometimes you do need to be that, but often you're just another human being in that classroom. Yeah, well, we brainstormed about, I think, 20 rules or something like that, but then (laughs) with lots of conversation and steering them away from some of them, we narrowed it down to about five of the most important ones. So I still had a big say in <laughs> what yes, of course. published, but yeah. it was still their ideas. So yeah. we, we um, printed out like a tree with no leaves and they put their thumbprints in. They, we did um, a few shades of green ink and they all put their thumbprints and wrote their names underneath and we laminated it and it looked like a nice tree. So it was a nice little poster to have up in the classroom too. Yeah, I love that idea of the tree. You shared that with some of our new teachers on Instagram the other day and I just thought that was such a beautiful idea and I love how you're always so forthcoming with your creative ideas too Maddie I think that's what part of being in an online mentorship in an online community is all about so you probably have answered this question but would you say the behavior management module was the first thing you learned inside the membership that you applied to your teaching or do you think it was something else no I think it was because it was the component of teaching that was on top of my brain that I was really worried about so it was the first thing that I went for once I had that down pat, I was just ready for everything else. Yeah, we've got this website set up so you can go and pick and choose. It's like a choose your own adventure, I guess. So we've got all of the masterclasses there. It's like a library. So if you wanted to go and look at the classroom management side of things, you could. Or if you're more worried about getting yourself organized and set up, we've got modules on that. But if you're worried about parents, we've got something on that. So I love that you went and chose what you needed the most. I think as teachers, we're always differentiating for our students and we want to do that for our mentees, be able to differentiate and give them the option to choose what they need. Definitely, it's super easy to navigate as well. So, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it's had a little glow up. Have you seen yeah. it since it's had its little glow up? Yes, I like the little different tabs. <laughs> yeah, they're looking good, aren't they? There's more resources and things now for anyone who's wondering why it had a glow up. There was more stuff, so we needed to make sure it was organised so everyone could find what they needed. So, if somebody's thinking, "Look, this transform your first years it sounds good. Should I join it? What would you say to them? Do it." What do you have like what do you have to lose? I was looking at a few mentorship programs before I signed up and I didn't come across a more affordable one. It's got everything I needed and more and actually persuaded a friend to sign up last year, so that was pretty groovy. Rainbow Sky will make sure you feel prepared for the beginning of the new school year. And your teacher toolkit, as I said, will be filled up with so many incredible ideas and resources. So to top it off, there's a pretty groovy Facebook group full of like-minded beginning teachers along with Ashley and Alicia. And it's a beautiful, supportive community that being a member in is worth the money just for the Facebook group. So I love the Facebook group that you can come in and ask a question and someone's going 
going to answer it. I love that the members help each other too. They answer each other's questions because Alicia and I have got ideas, but you guys have got so many great ideas too, especially at this time of the year when everyone's getting their classroom set up and getting themselves organized. There's always a lot of questions. And then of course we have our monthly Q&As and any question can be submitted and they can be submitted anonymously. So if you've got a question and you think, oh, I'm not sure if I want everyone to know that I've asked this, that is totally fine too. And we've answered lots of different questions about specific situations and about broad situations too. So they're always fun. They're actually Alicia and I's favorite time of the month (laughs) when we come on and do those. So before we wrap up, I'm really conscious that you are giving up some of your holiday time for us and I'm really, really appreciative. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for new teachers out there that are listening to this podcast? Well, Congratulations on choosing the best career ever. Believe in yourself. Be prepared for the unexpected. Be flexible. Every day in teaching brings new challenges and surprises. Build relationships. Focus on the positive relationship with your students, parents and colleagues. Just trust me that these connections are essential for a thriving learning environment. Seek support. I said that earlier, so don't hesitate to seek support from mentors, colleagues, anyone in the school community. It's a demanding job and you really need a strong support system. It can make a significant difference. Celebrate the small victories of yourself and your students. That was something that I was worried about. I was like, how am I going to know that I've actually helped their students? So just every small victory, celebrate it. It's a milestone, big and small just recognising and appreciating those moments will keep you motivated and help you believe in yourself more. Take time for self-reflection. Consider what worked well, what can you improve. Just continuously self-reflect, key to personal and professional growth. Prioritise your self-care. It's a priority to take breaks, get rest, engage in activities that you enjoy and rejuvenate you. So I believe that once you leave the classroom, I know that I don't, but once you leave the classroom, it's your time now. Just yeah. make, you have time for yourself. Learn from your mistakes. Keep finding the joy. Set realistic expectations. Just remember your why, if anything, it's why did you choose to become a teacher and just enjoy the journey. I love that. And you've just connected us all the way back to the beginning when you shared your why with us as well. So many amazing tips there from somebody who has just been through their first full-time year as a teacher. So thank you so much, Maddie. We really appreciate your time. Tell us if anyone has heard this interview and they want to connect with you further after this, where can they find you? Thank you. I do have an Instagram that I'm trying to use a lot more because (laughs) I'm pretty terrible at it, but it's miss underscore Penton's underscore classroom. Great. We will pop the link to that in the show notes. I appreciate that so much. And we'll also pop a link to transform your first years in the show notes too, if you want to check it out. Thank you so much for your time, Maddie. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. Thank you. Wow. That was such an awesome conversation. You could really tell how dedicated and enthusiastic Maddie was by some of the things she was saying about her role as a teacher and the leader in her classroom with her students. Thank you so much for joining us, Maddie. I think it's always great to listen to people who've been in the classroom for years, but it's also great to listen to people who are just starting out too and who are walking in the shoes of the new teachers that we're trying to help here at Rainbow Sky. Now, if you loved this episode, we would love it if you would share it with a friend, your dog, your mom, your sister, your next door neighbor, whoever wants to listen or leave us a review because that gets the podcast out to more people and we can help more new teachers that way. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with an episode back to normal with Alicia and I. We're chatting all about parent concerns and how to establish positive relationships with parents. Until then, there are rainbows ahead, my friend, and together we're unstoppable.